Yo, what's up, Kickback family? It's your boy Jamal, and uh, we're starting a new branch of the Kickback. We're going to be reviewing and recapping popular TV shows in this season. Well, for this inaugural bout or inaugural voyage, we're going to uh, start reviewing Power. The episodes of Power. So on Sunday night or Saturday night, according if you have the Stars app or not, the newest episode of Power came over in season five, episode two. This is called Damage Control. Um, a lot of stuff happens in this episode, so I want to get to it. But before I do it, let me introduce my special guest with me. I have the beautiful, the talented, the illustrious Alex Willis with me. She will be helping me recap slash review this episode. Alex, say what's up to the people. Hey, Kickback fam. Isn't her voice so sweet? All right. So season five, episode two, Damage Control. The episode starts out. A lot of stuff happened in this episode. I feel like they were just trying to send us up for a lot of stuff. But but a lot of stuff happened. So the episode starts out with a scene at the docks in L.A. with some people getting killed. We don't really understand why until the next few scenes where you see Tommy, Ghost, and Kanan pull up. They're talking to each other in an alley to talk about the hit that went wrong against Dre. Uh, that's when they find out that the hit didn't work against Dre, that Dre's still alive, and that uh, the hitmen that Tommy sent the Italians end up getting hurt or couldn't get the job done. While they're talking, a drug lord named Jason pulls up on them. Jason is a guy who's Tommy has promised the world to that he can get him a lot of weight. Uh, he can move his way, he can get him into the LA ports, and he hasn't been able to do that. So Jason is mad because he lost two of his people and he lost some money. And now he is putting it on to Tommy to recoup that money that he lost. And since Ghost and Kanan were with him, they are now in the plan to get Jason his money back. He owes them two. Tommy owes them two million dollars. And he told him that they would kill the Jimenez who um, Dre works for and everybody else. So that kind of sets the tone for the uh, for the episode. And that's the first L of the episode that that Tommy takes, which I guess Tommy ends up taking a lot of L's this episode. Right. Tommy takes so many L's and it's kind of crazy because at this point, if you're Kanan and ghost and y'all have all this other shit you're trying to deal with and then out of nowhere you're hit with jason and his demands and how like 20 million dollars or how much was two million two million dollars oh, lord i was trying to make this yeah you're trying to get them killed you're trying to get them killed even sooner lord but yeah so they are starting off really really rough and they have a lot more that's about to hit them in the rest of the episode so what they were talking about is you know dre not dre ghost He's trying to get out the game. And Ghost's last kill, he wants to be Dre. And every time Ghost gets close to getting out the game, he gets end up pulling back. And Ghost is mad at Tommy, like, yo, bro, I don't want to be a part of this no more. But Kanan comes up with a great idea that, hey, Ghost works. I'm not Ghost. Dre works for the Jimenez. If we keep telling Dre, Dre will lead us to Jimenez. We can kill them and we can kill Dre and we all be good. So that's that's how that starts. They're just like, oh, we can just take out these two drug lords and this other, their main connect, and it'll be, everything will be okay. That's the main, that's the one thing about this episode, too. Like, everybody in, in power underestimates everybody else. Like, the feds think it's so easy to catch drug dealers when they ain't caught drug dealers in five seasons. Kanan, Ghost, and Plus, Tommy think think that they can kill niggas anytime they want to when they i mean they can kill people anytime they want to but they just can't go up and kill the jimenez these people are like the drug lords or the drug lords you know what i'm saying you can't do that 
all right, so that's one storyline. The second storyline is Dre is turning into a kingpin, um, kind of the way that we saw his character develop would develop into at the end of episode one. After he survived the hit, he went and got the Jimenez and let them know. And so they all let Dre and Kane, let Ghost and Kanan and Tommy know that, you know, Dre has the backing of Jimenez. So Dre's in his warehouse kicking it with his fam, with his crew. He gets word about some infighting with the Torres crew, uh, the Toros crew, about who's going to take over this spot of somebody who gets killed. He tells his homeboy, he tells his number two guy, who was coincidentally named Two Bit. He tells Two Bit, "Yo, this is how I want this hit to go. We get to get got to get some out of town hitters to kill this dude, and then we kill the out of town hitters." Two Bit trying to prove his worth rejects. Uh, Dre's plan ends up killing the person they were going to kill by himself. So he goes back very happy to tell Dre, yo, man, I killed the dude. Don't worry about it. It is what it is. I saved us a lot of time and money. And Dre just goes off on him like, hold on, bro. You got to do what I tell you to do. I'm the boss now. You a worker. You got to work for me. So Dre is getting into his kingpinness and it's ruffling some feathers to some people because at the coming through the episodes, coming through the seasons, Dre and 2-Bit were on the same level. And knowing just who his number two should be. I think he quickly realized that 2-Bit wasn't ready because 2-Bit doesn't understand the implications of just killing this man on the streets. Like, you just can't shoot him in broad daylight in a drive-by and it's going to be okay in this game. And Dre, I'm sure, is going to find himself in some other similar circumstances throughout the rest of the season because people don't see him quite yet at the same level as Ghost. Although I do respect Dre's come up. He is... He is cold-blooded, which is a, a turn for his character. He was kind of like the lovable one in the beginning. Right. People really liked Dre in the beginning, but then Dre turned out to be, you know, he turned out to be a ruthless. He turned out to be a little bit ruthless. He's real cold-blooded. Where did his daughter go, by the way? Uh, you know what? Great question. That's the thing. Like, children get lost on this. Okay, on this. Children get lost on power more so than they do at the, uh, let me not make that joke. That's a bad, tasteless joke around it. Yeah, that's a bad. All right, so speaking, another storyline is going on right now. Tasha meets with Angela to discuss a missing link or discuss anybody who knows that Tariq had a previous relationship to uh, Ray Ray, the the, underco- the cop, the dirty cop that was killed. Um, and they know that Ray Ray, that Tariq got to know Ray Ray through Kanan. And some people that Kanan knew. So they started looking up some of the names of Kanan's known associates. Uh, and they they turned up dead from a house robbery, which is where uh, Tariq decided that he wanted to break out of his life before things went south. Um, so obviously there's a very interesting relationship and dynamic between Tasha and Angela. Angela is the woman that still loves Jamie. She doesn't love ghosts. She loves Jamie. And then Tasha is the woman that loves ghosts and doesn't know who Jamie is. Right. And it's interesting because Tasha has upper hand in this situation where for so long she didn't really have an upper hand with Angela. And so she's playing her cards and using that to her advantage because at this point she kind of is like, you owe me and you don't want to, you don't want to come down with us because I'll bring you down too. I mean, Tasha has been pretty ruthless from the beginning and knows how to play, play her cards pretty well. But it'll be interesting to see how this evolves um, because I feel like something's definitely going to come back 
Angela at some point. Oh yeah, Angela's doing way too much sneaky shit right now. Right. Like yeah, she's yeah. going into where and going into databases and deleting and things and like things like that. Places, and and they like meet they in the most trust her. Like they haven't seen her just sneaking out at all these odd hours looking really shady at her desk all the time. Right. Well, speaking of that, like uh, the feds have gotten some clues about one of the murders of the Toro Lo- Toros Locos people. They found out who the Jimenez are. They found the golden gun that the, uh, that is a uh, a staple in most Jimenez murders. And so now they're on the lookout for them. They are thinking that they are the connect for the Toros who were the connect or were working for Ghost and his people at the time. So they are dealing with that. And also Proctor. Ghost is a lawyer who was played by Turtle from Entourage, even though that's not his real name. He's going up against the uh, bar committee to see if he's going to keep his license. And, you know, the Fed office is really trying to get him to flip on Ghost and Tommy so they can kind to build a case against them. But he's not going. That storyline is going to get a little bit bigger and better as the uh, as the show goes on, as the season goes on. Yeah, I'm thinking that he won't flip simply because, like, he could literally bring everything down. And unless the season ends with everybody being in jail, which it very well could that they're going to drag this out a little bit further and probably make some more interesting things happen along the way because he's a pretty good damn lawyer. So, I mean, he, he is. kept Ghost out of jail for the most part this entire He kept Ghost out of jail for a minute. So, I mean, and Tommy, too. Yeah, so I feel like he's going to somehow get caught back up in all this craziness. And I also think another thing that's interesting is how, again, how wrong um, they are with their investigation. And they're, they don't even realize that the sister – is involved with this and they're looking for it when they're looking for the Jimenez. They're looking for twins. Two, two, two guys. Twins. Yeah. This girl and they're like, who is that? I'm like, y'all have no intel saying that one of these is the women. They don't like this. I wish like these feds don't know nothing about nothing. They've been, they've been investigating these people for years and don't know nothing about nothing, how the drug game goes in, uh, in New York, in their big rich town, uh, to continue the L's that Tommy takes. So one of the hitters that he sent, he sent two hitters to kill Dre. Dre killed one, shot the other one. The other one goes back to a familiar place uh, to kind of heal his wounds. And if you know, Tommy went behind the back of the Italians and his father's people to set up this hit. And that's not that is very, very much so frowned upon and what they were doing, especially when you get their two best hitters killed. That's not what they were trying to do. So um, Tommy's reprimanded for that, you know, and to kind of fast forward, he goes and sees his pops in jail and his pops is like on him. Like, bro, like if you're going to pull a move like that, you better make sure you write or you better make sure you do it the correct. And if not, you better um, come to me first before you do anything like that. And he tells Tommy, you know, you go to the head of the Italians now and you get on your knees and beg for forgiveness and you take your punishment like a man, whatever punishment that he gives you. And the dude end up, um, Tommy's father, his name holds a lot of weight. And so Tommy's father's name is getting him off the hook a lot of this. But Tommy's also making some promises to people that it's going to be very hard for him to to uh, deliver on by himself, which I'm pretty sure that plays a bigger part um, in the season as well. Uh, so that's another one of the L's that Tommy takes. He's taking L's all over the place. Because now they know, the feds know that, Therese's his dad because he's been visiting the prison, which I'm sure somehow they're going to connect him with some other shit. Well, they're going to con- they're going to figure out that Therese was in with Ghost, and that's how you know that that that, that relationship is going to come back. 
right. some point. So the fact that James St. Patrick was in the jail with Terezi and then and then Tommy starts coming to visit him. There there's a connection that's gonna be made there at some point. They can further associate him with notorious, nefarious business. So the St. Patrick household is still dealing with the death of Raina. And uh, and whatever this little baby that they have that nobody's seen ever in life. she they, they flashed her at the funeral, but we didn't really know. I don't think she was crying because she didn't know Raina. They decide to send uh, punk-ass Tariq to choke. To Cho, they go to Cho. They, they want to get him away from everything. Send him to Cho, um, and they're dealing with that. And they go to a grief group, a grief support group at church. And they go to this church and they listen to these people in this grief support group. And this one guy tells a story about how his kid was killed by a drunk driver, and he goes, he knows who did it. The guy got off, and he used to he follows the guy who killed his son. And he watched him go into a liquor store every day and drink his bottle of liquor and get in his car and continue driving and eats him up inside because there's nothing he can do about it. This guy got off of killing his son. And these stories move Tasha and Tasha wants to talk about how it feels like to lose a child. Go stops her and says, yo, these are the type of people we need to talk to our stuff about. At the same time, Councilman Tate, who was running for governor, is pushing the St. Patrick's to be more outward in their um grieving they to, to set an to set a reward for any information found out about who helped who had a hand in killing Raina or anything like that or do a press conference and Tasha is adamantly vehemently against doing this press conference and so um councilman Tate played by is it Tate no, I don't think that's his last what's his last name <laughs> it is Tate oh, is councilman Tate played by Lorenz Tate yeah, okay. That's that's why I got confused. That's why I got confused. So he tricks ghosts, which he's been doing the whole season and a half he's been on there. He's been playing ghosts like a like a guitar and ghost in his effort to be legitimate is allowing himself to get played. Uh he tells Ghost, We have I'm having a a a, a mixer. I need just you bring Tasha to this mixer. There'll be some people that she'll want to talk to, you know, some people that she'll want to hear, uh, hear from and be good to go. No pressure that uh, James and Tasha get to the mixer and it happens to be a press conference. So do ambushes them with the press conference. They go up there and they make very powerful speeches about their the daughter, their daughter's death and the need to find the killer and how everybody in the community has failed their daughter and themselves included. And, um, it creates a further rift between James and Tasha because James is trying to make this a very public thing because it helps them do uh, it helps him become more legitimate in getting his Queens re whatever project off the ground the, like the community project off the ground that he wants to do and it helps Councilman Tate as well. Um, so that's that's part of that thing and Councilman Tate who has obviously has no feelings no, because he and dirty. Like, I'm pretty tired of him. I'm tired of this storyline because I don't know exactly where it's going. And right now he's just really annoying. And with all the other convoluted stuff that they're in, this storyline is just kind of like obnoxious. But I do think that he only has about one more straw with ghost. Before but, but he, he got one more straw with James before James becomes ghost. Because he and, already messed up at the funeral telling him, 
Well, first of all, he hijacked their funeral. Then when Tommy came, he tried to make him sit one pew back because of optics. And, I mean, James slash Ghost is not one to be pushed around. So he's a little he's – he's holding back right now because, again, he wants to invest in this project and he's trying to go legit and he's bought into it. But um, as we saw in the episode where he, you know, attacked that guy – he has a lot of repressed anger. He has a lot of issues going on. And I don't think he can keep his cool as Loren Tate continues to play them like a puppet. Right. And so, like she alluded to, um, all of this stuff is coming down. Like, Ghost is emotionally, like, at his boiling point. And so, and he's, he's, he's back to drinking. He called Angela twice. He called Angela twice, left her voice. Angie, Angie, I'm not doing bad. I'm doing bad. You need to call me back, Angie. Angie. They, if anything else happens between the two of them, like I just, they just all need to just be blown up in one fiery death because the two of them are quite possibly the most obnoxious couple ever. Jamie, Jamie. Uh, so, uh, of course, of course she is. It's happening. And so, um, Ghost is drinking again. He's calling. He's calling Angela, and so he goes and he stalk not even stalks he finds the guy the drunk driver who killed the kid that 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 couple's kid from the um from the group and he stabs him to death he beats the shit out of this dude and he makes a um, quintessential intense ghost face at the end which we've seen throughout all the seasons you you know it's a ghost killing when you see the ghost face and I ain't talking. He's a ghost. He's a ghost face killer. <laughs> and I, I wonder if this whole vigilante thing is going to continue. Um, I could see it continuing because, I mean, we know that ghosts can kill some people and get rid of the evidence real fast. He's He has a, a pretty substantial body count, although he generally kills out of necessity. Um, but obviously, if he's, you know, vigilante and killing people, particularly if he hears more stories through a support group or... However, he finds other people who are, you know, criminals in his mind, although obviously he's a criminal too. Um, it'll be interesting to see kind of how that storyline plays out if he continues down this path. Yeah, and that's how the episode ends. So there's a there's a, a couple of one-off things. Those are the major storylines. And there's a couple of other, like, c- crazy scenes that happen in there. There's a growing storyline of what Kanan's real motive is. Um, he, he's talking about, he talks to ghost about Tommy and the things that Tommy does. Um, yeah. Quite frankly, I mean, even though we know that Kanan's intentions are not pure altogether with ghost or Tommy, obviously Tommy, ever since ghost and Tommy had that falling out and Tommy kind of went on his own and ghost wanted to go legit, Tommy has been spiraling. I mean, ghost was the person that kept him grounded. He was the reason the operation ran so smoothly and while, Tommy, Tommy had the um, street smarts, and he was a contributor to their operation. It definitely operated the way it did because of ghosts, and I just don't. We're going to see that it's going to be really difficult for Tommy to manage an operation continuously without ghosts involved, which she's kind of forced to be involved now. But what Kanan said had mirrored to it. All those intentions were to kind of plant a seed. Right, he's operation. he's planting a seed um, between ghosts. To, to, to cause a rift between Ghost and um, and Tommy. And what's, what's another crazy? Another another scene is um, Dre walks into the Jimenez's penthouse 
while he's having a threesome, while the nice. while the while the brother Jimenez is having a threesome, and he Dre's like, "Oh my bad, bro. Let me let me get on up out of here." And then dude, but dude, dude's like, "Yo, no, I like like I like an audience." He's like, "Yo, he's like, watch me have sex with this girl." And then he end up forces. Somebody was reading somewhere was like there was a power play. From the dude, like dude, he's like, yo, you Dre, because in one world Dre has all this power where he's like ordering other people around, but then he has to like, you got to go watch this dude, yeah, beat down this one chick. But it's funny because he's, when his sister's there, he's the least powerful one. Yeah. So it's a transfer of power. So the sister's out of the picture. So he's going to act like he runs shit. When in reality, you know, the sister's really running shit. And so he's taking advantage of being in this position of power and obviously enjoying a little activities along the way. And, and like another storyline or the feds are still trying to figure out Angela's involvement with, with all of this and what she's trying to do. And, and it, like I said, it goes back to that Proctor case and what's going to happen with that. He holds a major key in the fact that he knows all of ghost and Tommy's secrets. So they really want to keep him. Uh, I'm sure ghost and Tommy want to keep him away from them. And then the fact that the uh, black lawyer who I forget his name, Terry, Terry who was uh, having sex with Tasha back last season, was one of the ones that kind of helped implicate, um, well, he was just implicate Proctor and telling the truth about how he how he handled himself in that investigation. That's gonna that's gonna come back at some point. But and then there's a there's the admission from Tariq that you know like Mom, I know that Raina dying is all my fault and yada 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 yada. I don't like. Like some, I you told me I shouldn't wish death on a teenager, and even though this is a fish a fictional character, I really want something to happen to this cat. No, that's fine. They but, can't have two of their kids get killed. But like it's also in the conversation that Kanan had with Ghost, he was telling Ghost about how much of a gangster Tariq is. He's like, yo, he got he got the game in him. He got it from you. He got it honest. Like he yeah, could be he a gangster, it. and he's like. He told me, yo, Tariq is, uh, Tariq is better at his age now than Ghost was at that age. Right, but Ghost is the one who's going to become him. And we know that Tariq really isn't stupid in real life. He's just a little naive, and he's just playing in because he was, he was really just acting out. He was mad at Ghost because Ghost wasn't around, and Ghost was with Angela, and, you know, their family was, was going through what they were going through. So he was truly just acting out and looking for somewhere else to be. And he knew that Kanan was a person Ghost did not want him to be with, so he said, I'm going to go hang out with this dude. Not knowing what he was getting himself into, and if Kane kept playing him and playing him, still not knowing what he was getting himself into. I want to see where the interaction or the where the relationship with Dre and Tariq goes, because Tariq saved Dre's life. Yeah, like his punk, his punk ass was supposed to be at the funeral to give the eulogy. He volunteers for the eulogy. I'll do it. I want to be a man. I want to step up and talk about my dead sister who's dead because I I I but played I a power that killing her. Until up until you know the switch from Dre being Ghost's boy to not being Ghost's boy was a pretty quick switch, right? And obviously, Tariq didn't know that that went why it went down or how it went down. So I definitely understand why he still has an affection for him, but at the same time, they I think at this point they told him like Dre set you up, like. He's heard from his folk. He just chose not to accept that. 
over and over, like, yo, Dre is the one. We out to get Dre. Like, that scene in the first episode where Ghost hemmed his ass up on that wall, I was I was standing up and cheering and happy and yelling because his ass need that. He need that. And yeah, it's, a, it's a, um, him acting out. Like, he's just mad at Dre because Dre did something. He doesn't, know, he doesn't know the real story. And so he makes up in his mind what he thinks the reality of the situation was because, you know, he also told him about to hang out with Kanan and now Ghost and Kanan are buddies. Yeah. Yeah. So he, whatever he people tell him to do, he doesn't do. Tasha, not Tasha. Um, yeah. Not the, what's the, what's Lala's character name? Keisha. Keisha's in the in the in the episode for a bit. She cooks her world famous banana pancakes. That nobody eats. That by the way. Nobody eats them. And, eats like one half a pancake. And, and she's trying to figure out what's happening, and nobody will tell her. Which that's going to come back at some point because she's going to get frustrated and just do some other stuff. I can imagine that Tasha will be forced into the arms of Terry again, and there will be a little bit of pillow talk. I doubt there will be, will be forced. Uh, well, that was just a, a state. That was just a, a, a statement. I don't think it's going to be forced either. You know, I think I think she's going to willingly go back to well, Terry's arms. Boring, so. Um. So yeah, like we got it's a. Right now, it's a lot of different storylines that are in different lanes, but you can see where they will converge in the future. You can see where the Italians will come in at some point um, with another killing or helping Tommy get the money to pay Jason back. Or you can see, you can start to see the seeds that's Kanan starting to plant in Ghost. And I'm pretty sure next episode he's going to plant it against Tommy in Tommy's head about some things that Ghost did. Even when... um. Kanan met with his crew, his his hitters that missed out on Drake. He was t- on Drake. He was telling them like, "Yo, let's go to the club tonight. Tell get so and so. We gonna make it rain on her because they got some money and some more plans and stuff going on too." Um, obviously the Councilman Tate storyline isn't going anywhere. Um, and Ghost trying to be legitimate isn't going anywhere. Dre just opened up another club and that's how he moves his work and some other stuff going on. Uh, Dr- Ghost and Angela, Tasha Terry. Proctor, all all of these storylines are still open and available, and they're just setting us up right now. This is usually power doesn't move this fast. Usually, the first couple episodes are really slow, but we've had a lot of action these first two episodes of season five. I'm hoping some of these storylines will die out quickly, and then we'll be fo- we'll focus more. I mean, obviously, the Jimenez and the Italians and Jason and all the drug dealings are going to continue because they're going to. It's going to take them a while to work through all of that and figure out how to navigate all that but storylines like um Lorenz Tate and um hopefully like I said Tariq will be in show and so we don't have to see him for a couple episodes right those are I mean Angela will always be an issue Angela and then now that they they introduced the the internal affairs lady in at the end episode one so definitely and now that right the rest of the the staff so she's gonna pick up on Angela's on Angela real quick because she's already caught her in a couple lies and a couple yeah stories that aren't consistent right and so it's only a matter of time before she figures out that angela is still you know has her toe on the dark side in the dark side. and that's where her communicating with jamie is going to uh probably come back and bite her in the ass but yo man i'm excited for episode three i didn't think i was gonna like power to be honest with you when like you when i first started watching it back in back in it because it just seemed like power came on right when empire came on and everybody tried to make them go against each other like they were the same show and for a minute like power just wasn't good you just watched it because like you watched the support but then you got into it the storylines got a little bit better uh right around toward the end of season two beginning of season three and uh angela was recently 
but it um I don't think I mean it moves I think it moves at different paces at different points throughout the season and unlike Empire for me has a little bit more lasting power I couldn't Empire was way too much high drama and while obviously there's a lot of drama in power as well there's a lot of high drama here Yeah. It's just a lot of like yep. crazy drama and not so much suspense. It's just much like ridiculous. And Empire had Terrence Howard in it, who, no, who <laughs> nobody can take seriously. I mean, you can't take him seriously. Empire, man. Lucius Lyon, man. Uh, really, I think Amari Harwick has really found a, a good role for him. Like, I just think that. He'd be fresh as hell. He plays the role really, really well. And when he makes his crazy ghost faces, I mean, just really brings the character. Just and, brings it. This yeah. brings it in. Yeah, I think they have so before we get out of here, what is a major prediction for this next episode? If you could predict what a major happening, or what would you like to see in this next episode? I would like to see. Um, Besides Tariq being at choke. <laughs> I would definitely like to see that. I don't know. I, have, I think something bad is going to happen to Tommy. I don't know if he's going to die, but like. This next episode? No. Oh, next episode. Yeah, no, see, no, no, episode three. It's episode three. Um, I think some stuff is going to hit the fan for Angela. I think either her sneaking around with Tasha or something. I don't think they're going to let that storyline lie for too long because there's too many people who are out to get her right now. So I think Angela is going to find herself in a compromising situation pretty quickly. I think that episode, episode three Kanan's going to Kanan's master plan is going to become more evident in 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 how he's going to get try to get Ghost and Tommy away from each other. And I think that Ghost Ghost is going to ghost against uh, Councilman Tate. Like I say, I think Councilman Tate got one more time to kind of push Ghost out of his comfort zone before push Jamie out of his comfort zone before he becomes Ghost. And I think that's going to happen. I don't think it's going to ruin the partnership or anything like that, but I just think it's going to be one something something or another is going to happen that he's going to be like, hold on, bro. You got to know who you're dealing with. Because like I said, he is constantly outsmarted and outclassed by the people in the legitimate part while he's trying to be legitimate. But when he goes back to his gangster roots, that's when that's when all the things start working out for him. Like when it came to the with the people in the nightclubs, like dude played them for a minute, but then he decided he got gangsters using his gangster thoughts and turned it all turn it all around on him. Now it's gonna do that the same way here. So uh that's what I that's our predictions, uh expectations for episode three of Power Season Five. We'll be back next week to talk about it. I'll be back next week. She probably won't try to have a different guest. Yeah. This is season five. We'll probably have try to have a rotating group of guests in here, hear deep, different thoughts, different viewpoints of it. Like I said, man, this is something we thought we would do. Keep it going. Be a little fun. Review power. We might keep it going when Insecure comes back on because that's like the civil war between millennials, black millennials, <laughs> Insecure, Team Lawrence, Team Issa. Oh, um, so, yeah, this has been the Kickback Reviews, the Kickback Recaps Power, and we will catch y'all next week. Peace.
I never took a straight path nowhere. Life's full of twists and turns, bumps and bruises. I live, I learn. I'm from that city full of yellow cabs and skyscrapers. It's hard to get a start in these parts without paper. Homie, I grew up in hell. A block away from heaven. That corner ain't 15 minutes and move a seven. Pure snow. Bag it, then watch it go. Occupational options. Get some blow or some hoes. Shoot the ball or the strap. Learn to rap or the jack. Fuck it, man. In the meantime, go ahead and pump a pack. This my regal royal flow. My James Bond bounce. That 007, that 62 on my count. I'm an undercover liar. I lie under the covers. Look a bitch in the eyes and tell her, baby, I love it. You're my inspiration. You're my motivation. You're the reason that I'm moving with no hesitation. They say this is a big, rich town. Yeah. I just come from the poorest part. 